Well, turning your Bibles to Matthew 7, we're continuing, of course, our study of the Gospel of Matthew, and Matthew presents Jesus as the King of the Jews, and we see him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we're in the section which we're calling, of course, the Sermon on the Mount. It's that big section, chapters 5, 6, and 7. Jesus teaches there, and, and for the last weeks, we've seen a lot of things. Jesus has got his his apostles there, but there's crowds all around, and the crowds include both the religious leaders and everything. So he is teaching, and he's showing how those who belong to the kingdom of God are to live. And we've seen a contrast between Jesus' teaching and the religious leaders, and his teaching goes beyond the religious leaders, and we've seen this already, that religious leaders always talked about the external and keep the external parts of the law and those kind of things, but Jesus said there's the internal and the external. It's not only what you do outside, but what you do inside. And we have seen over the weeks the improper practices of the religious leaders, and we saw how some of them did what they did good deeds to be seen by others. And Jesus said, if you're going to do a good deed, don't, don't do it to be seen by other people. Do it to be seen by God. This morning, we move to another subject, or he talks about another subject, and it's the subject of judging and there's a lot of misunderstanding about the idea of judging, and I think it's incorrectly applied, especially this verse. I've heard people quote the verse, do not judge lest you be judged, and we'll talk more about it in just a minute. But what do we mean by judging? And are we to look at other people and, and judge what they're doing or why they're doing it? or those kind of, Let me raise some questions. Is it wrong to judge? Is there a time to judge? Is there a way to judge? And who is the judge? And we'll see it as we go through our passes this morning. Well, Olympics are coming up pretty soon. I love Olympic Games. It's the greatest sports uh, spectacular in the world. 10,000 athletes come together. They all say a thrill of victory and agony of defeat. And there's so many events that they, they just happen. You know, they happen and you score more points or you do this and, and you win. But there's some events that they have judges, and it's, it's almost subjective if you think about it. There's diving and gymnastics and figure skating, and there's the judges that they watch it, and they say, oh, that's a 9.5 or something. You know, and we go, how do they know that? I mean, how do they judge that? And judges who pass this judgment, that they're critical. And so in a sense, judging is critical. And think about our own lives. We judge things all the time. We, we determine whether this is good or this is bad, or we say, well, this is good, but this is even best. And then as believers, we look at the Word of God, and we say, well, based on Scripture, this and this. And so we judge. But a question I wanted to bring up, and this is the passage, is do we judge others? Are we supposed to judge other people, yes or no? If so, how and when? And so this morning, we're going to look at this topic. And as Jesus is teaching his disciples, his apostles, and the people all around him, and then the religious leaders, he's teaching about this subject. And once again, it's in contrast to those religious leaders. Religious leaders were great at judging, by the way. They were really good at judging. What they'd say is this, I'm better than these people. In fact, I'm a lot better than these people. In fact, nobody measures up. In fact, nobody ever measured up to the religious leaders. They had uh, the best clothes. They had the best seats. They had the most money. They, they were supposedly to be the most religious and uh, spiritual type people, and they were believed they were righteous and nobody else really was. And so when you start talking about judging, the religious leaders were great at judging. And so... We, we've got to be very careful. And so as we look at this, we're going to see that Jesus gives us information dealing with judging. And we're going to talk about what we mean because Jesus has been showing how the religious leaders always 
did things contrary. I mean, they always did things that were not right. And so what we've seen over the weeks, if you remember, we saw uh, how, how praying. The religious leaders did their praying to be seen. Jesus said, don't do that. Giving, the religious leaders gave to, so people could see. He said, don't do that. Fasting, the religious leaders fasted so everybody could see. He said, don't do that. We saw last time about wealth and trusting and trusting God and you can't serve God and man. We saw all that. Well, finally, we now move to this idea of judging one another. Now, you ever heard this? Some, a believer sees, say, another believer, and this believer is doing something that's wrong and is obvious that it's contrary to the Scripture. And so a believer in love goes to that person and says, listen, I want to talk to you about this because you know this is wrong. And they say something like, wait a minute, who are you to judge me? The Bible says do not judge. You can't judge me. Who are you to judge me? Who do you have, or do you have the right to tell me that I'm wrong? Well, what's going on? Do we? Are we supposed to judge? How does it work? What does Jesus mean in this passage? And so let's go back to our questions, and they are, is it wrong to judge? The answer is no, it's not. Is there a time to judge? The answer is yes. Is there a way to judge? The answer is yes. And who is the judge? The judge is the Word of God. And we're going to see it as we go through. So there's a, there's a good bit in here, and we'll, we'll touch on it. We'll go fairly quickly. It's just six verses, and we'll go pretty quickly, but I want you to see this. Remember, the religious leaders were judging other people. If you had a religious leader right here, and they talk to you, they would say, I'm, I'm really glad I'm not like most of you because I do this every day and I do this every day and I fast twice a week and I give my 10% that I'm supposed to give under the Mosaic Law, which is actually another 10% and then another 10%. So I do all the things I'm supposed to do and I look around at you sinners and you unrighteous people and I'm so much better than you are. That's what they would say if they were here. And they're in the audience that Jesus is teaching And so he's going to talk about judging. So look how it starts. I'll read verses 1 and 2 of Matthew 7. He says, Do not judge, so that you will not be judged. For in the way that you judge, you'll be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Actually, it literally says, Stop judging. He says, Stop judging. It doesn't say, Do not judge. The way it's written in the Greek, they're already judging. So he says, Stop judging, so you will not be judged. Because the bottom line is, if you judge, you're going to be judged. If you say, that's wrong, you shouldn't do that, well, that's the same thing you're saying to yourself. If you say, it's wrong for you to do this, then it's also wrong for you to do this. This is what he's saying. If you say something is wrong to somebody, if it's wrong for them, Jesus says, then it's wrong for you, if you're going to be the judge. Whatever standard you use, that's why he says, for in the way that you judge, you will be judged by whatever standard of measure, it'll be measured to you. So if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's wrong to somebody else, then he's saying, then it'd be wrong to you. So he's saying, be careful when you judge. Stop judging so that you will not be judged. Now, let me ask a question. So the religious leaders were judging. And is Jesus saying we don't ever judge? Is that what he's saying? Well, let me just raise this question. Do we we never judge? Well, do we ever go and say this is what's right and this is what's wrong? Well, we do. In fact, he can't mean when he says do not judge that you'll not be judged. He's talking to the religious leaders and he's talking about how they're judging. Because he's basically saying to the religious leaders, when you start saying everybody else is bad and you're saying all they do is wrong, guess what? You do the same thing. So whatever judge you judge on somebody else, you'll be judged as well. So the truth is we do judge. In fact, the Bible tells us to judge. Matthew 18, 15, if your brother sins, what? Go and show him his fault in private. And if, if it says, if he listens... To, to you, you have won your brother. It's supposed to be if he listens. So go to your brother, and if he listens, you have won him. Matthew 18, 15. 
He says, if somebody's sinning and they're close to you, you can go to them and say that. First Corinthians chapter five, I'm, I'm not put the verse down, but in the whole Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter five, there was a person in the church at Corinth that was having sexual relations with their stepmother. And he wrote and said, deal with that issue in your church. So there are times to judge. Galatians 6, 1, brethren, if anyone's caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself, you will not be tempted. He says, if somebody's caught, if somebody's messing up, help them. So it's okay. There are times that you judge. There are times when you say, that's wrong. Let me help you. In, in the book of 2 Timothy, he says, reprove, rebuke, with great love and patience. So there are times to go to someone and say, you know, that is wrong. And what we got to understand is, you're not the one saying it is wrong. The standard is not you. The standard is the authority of the Word of God. It's not us. So if, if I'm sinning or you're sinning, and you came to me and you said, JB, that's wrong, I can't say to you, who are you to tell me that's wrong? It's not, you're not the one telling me it's wrong. It's the Word of God which is the authority that we're using. And so when he's saying this to the religious leaders, they were judging based on what they said. He said, don't, don't judge in that way, because if you judge in that way, then you're the same standard of measure. The word of God ultimately is the judge. The word of God sets the standard. And so when somebody says, well, if you use this verse, that means you can't ever judge anybody. No, the scripture says that you go to other people at different times. So what's going on? Why is he saying this? And why are the religious leaders and why is this all involved here? Well, we've been talking about the wrong practice of the religious leaders. And they were doing two things, two big things wrong when they were judging. Number one, they, ju they were judging in the wrong way and they were not dealing with their own sin. Now, those are issues we've got to think about, okay? Let's talk about judging. The religious leaders were judging the wrong way. Because let me just say this to you. There are going to be times it's okay to judge based on the Word of God, but don't judge in the wrong way. What were they doing? Well, first of all, they thought they were better. They thought they were better than anybody else. And let me tell you, when you go and if there's a judgment coming, you're not going to judge someone because you're better than they are. In fact, you may be doing exactly the same sins. You may be doing things that are different, but they're still wrong. So when you judge, it's not because you're better than they are. It's because you're going based on the Scripture. The religious leaders, you remember I told you the story. We've seen the story of, of two people went down to the temple. One was a Pharisee. One was a tax collector. When the Pharisee got there, the tax collector came over to the side, would not even look up to God and said, Oh, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've come to you. The tax collector went... Lord, I'm sure glad I'm not like that guy. See? That's what they were doing. They were considering that they were better than other people. And you got to be careful. If you're going to go to someone, you're not going to someone and saying, you know, I got my act together and you don't. You're going to them because you're basing it on the Scripture. He says, do not judge so that you'll not be judged because whatever standard... And, and let me just say this, we're all, under, we're all under the same standard. And I want you to see something in Romans chapter 2, verse 1. He says, therefore you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment, for in that you want to judge another, you condemn yourself, for you who judge another practice the same thing. The truth is this, that when, we, when, when and if we ever have to go to some fellow believer who's got something going on, we never can go as if we got our act together. 
we can go as a person who says, listen, I mess up all the time too, and, and so uh, I, I just want you to understand that. So when we judge others thinking that we're superior, we're putting ourselves under the exact whatever standard we have. And look what the true judge is the Word of God. Look what Romans 14 says. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Who do we ultimately stand before? Who do we ultimately stand before? Jesus Christ, exactly. And so the first thing they were doing is they thought they were better than others. The second thing they were doing were judging motives. We, cannot, we can judge actions, but you cannot judge motives. You cannot judge motives. We cannot look at a person and know why they do what they do. 1 Corinthians 4, 4, Paul says, I'm conscious of nothing against myself, yet by the, I'm not by this acquitted. But the one who actually examines me, God knows my motives. Sometimes we don't even know our own motives. I remember, this is a number of years ago, there was a, a girl that sang in our church. And she had a tremendous voice, and she loved to sing. And she was wonderful, and I loved her. And one day she got up and she sang, and it was just amazing. And a person came up afterwards and said, you know, she thinks she's so good, doesn't she? She just gets up there so everybody can see her. And I said, how do you know? What, wait a minute, you can't say that. You have no idea what she's thinking. You have no idea her motive for singing. You could say she sang really well, but you can't make a motive judgment that you have no idea. Let me tell you, you have no idea why I'm up here, right? You don't know my motive for being a pastor or teaching the Bible. You don't know. It could, is it because I want anybody to see me and think I know the Bible? Or is it because I love, you know, I want to teach the Bible because God's put me up here and I get to do No way to know. So we can't judge people's motives. We can judge actions, but we can't judge motives. And look at this. Paul says, therefore, do not go on passing judgment for time. Wait until the Lord comes who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose what? The motives of men's heart and to each man's praise will come to him from God. One day we'll stand before him. So the first thing the religious leaders were doing is they, they were doing the wrong thing. They, they thought that when they judged, they thought they were better than others and they were looking at people's motives. They were thinking motives. So don't do that. Now the second thing, and this is big, they had not dealt with their own sin. And see, it's real easy to think you're better than others. When you think you're better than others, you don't think you need to deal with your own sin. So look what Jesus says, and let me go back again. Do not judge that you will not be judged. And the way you judge, you'll be judged by your standard of measure. It'll be to you. And so he said, whatever measure these religious leaders or anybody does, whenever you go to judge somebody, you put yourself under the exact same standard. And they were saying, we're better than other people. We don't sin in the same way as other people do. And he's saying, no, that's wrong. So then what does he say to them? Because they hadn't dealt with their sin. Look at verse 3. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is your, in your own eye? Now, the speck is a little bitty, is a little piece, of, like a splinter. You ever got anything in your eye? You know, you go, oh, man, I got something in my eye. And everybody comes up and they're trying to pull it open, see if they can find whatever little bitty thing is in there. Jesus said, why are you judging somebody's little speck? And he said, you got a tree sticking out of your eye. That's what he said. He said, you got a pole in your eye. And let me tell you, when Jesus said that, I bet they laughed. They had to laugh because they, they thought it was funny that Jesus would say, somebody, you're going after somebody and they got this little splinter in their eye, but you got a pole sticking out of your eye like a tree sticking out. And, and you're saying, oh, I don't see anything. You know, and there's a splinter inside this other person. He says, so why in the world, how can you, why do you look at the speck? this little bitty splinter, this little bitty piece of wood that's in somebody's eye, and you got a giant tree sticking out of your eye. 
You don't notice the log in your own eye. See, and it's so easy that we miss our giant sin and we look at their little sin. We see everybody else's stuff. Oh, can you believe they did that? Well, then what about you? Stop and think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I did something too, yeah. And so we miss the giant sins. Uh, we miss our giant sins and see that. It's so easy to see sin in other people. It's so easy to see things that we think they did wrong. You remember the story when David committed adultery and uh, Nathan came to him and said, David, i got to tell you a story. And David had been hiding this sin for a long time. And Nathan told him the story about the guy that had the pet lamb and, the, and, and he, this guy was real rich and then the guy who had the pet lamb was real poor and the guy that's real rich had a friend come and so he just went and got that guy's pet lamb, killed him and ate him and, and just took him that, that didn't belong to him. And David got so mad. He said, that guy's in bad trouble. He's going to have to pay for all this. And Nathan said, you're the man because you got all the kingdom and you got everything and you took another man's wife. And David went... I have sinned against the Lord. He, 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 maybe David had already known that, but it wasn't until at least that point that David actually admitted his sin. It is easy to miss our sin and to see everybody else's stuff. So Jesus said, why do you look at the speck which is in your brother's eye? You see their little bitty sin, but you don't notice you've got a giant log sticking out your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me help you get that speck out of your eye, and behold, you've got a log in your eye. It's going to be hard to get a speck out when you've got this log sticking out your own eye. That's what he's really saying. He's saying there is a time to judge. Notice what it says. How can you say, help? How can I help my, little, my brother with a little sin when I've got a big sin? And notice what Jesus calls them. You hypocrite. That's what he calls religious leaders a bunch. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll be see clearly enough to take the speck out of your brother's eye. You got to, there's a time you've got to deal with our own sin. That's the log. And then we can see clearly to help the brother. That's the speck. And it's really true. If we're going to judge anybody, you've got you to gotta deal with it ourselves so that we're okay. We can't go in there and say that we're superior. We realize we all sin. We all come short of the glory of God. The judge is the law, is the word of God. Tr God's truth is not to us. And we go in love. And that's how we do it. And so what were they doing? Uh, don't judge the wrong way. They thought they were superior. They, they were judging people's motives. We're all sinners. We're all under the same standard. And the standard is the word of God. And then second is, don't judge, until we, don't judge until we deal with our own sin. Then we help other people. There is a time to judge. I want to read something to you. This is Matthew 18. Because I see, I've had people come to me and say, you're never supposed to judge another Christian because Matthew 7. I said, what about Matthew 18? Because even in this passage, he actually says, go help somebody. Matthew 18, verse 15, If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. And if he listens to you, you have won your brother. There are times to judge. The judgment is not us. The judgment is the word of God. We go in love. We don't go with superiority. We go realizing that we're under the same standard, the word of God, and we go with love. That's the plan. Now, we're not better. We're all sinners. We can't judge motives, and we have to deal with sin in our own lives. He then has one other verse that oftentimes people take it even out of the flow of this context, but I think it goes in the flow of this context, and this ties in with the judging. And notice, let me read verse 6. Do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. His point, I think, is this. There are sometimes 
that you don't give or you stop giving the holy things, the good things to people who totally reject it. Sometimes when we go to people, we go to people in the right way. They reject us. They disregard it. They make fun of us. There may be a time that you go to someone who has sin, and you go to them and you say, "I love you, and I'm, I'm not any better than you. I just wanted to, you know, I want to help you." And they say, "Get out of my house. I don't want to talk to you. You're not. You don't have any right to talk to me." And they kick you out. Listen, sometimes that happens. You just don't keep doing that. He says that don't give the holy to the dogs because they'll tear the pieces. Don't give the pearls to the pigs because they'll trample under. He's saying sometimes there are valuable things of God. And in the flow of this passage, I think he's talking about going to them based on the Scripture, dealing with sin. And when they reject you, sometimes the only thing you can do is say, well, I've done all I can do. There are those in our lives that reject the truths of the Bible. There are those that when they are confronted, even in the right way, still reject us and the truths of the Bible. You meant Jesus said when he went into the cities? He told them to go into the cities and proclaim the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom. They were going into the Jewish cities and telling them that the Messiah, the king, was on the earth. He was there, and they needed to believe in him. And many of them just totally rejected him and kicked him out. And Jesus said, when you get out, what do you do? Get the dust off your feet and say, I've done all I can do for you. I'm not going to talk to you about this anymore. When Jesus went to King Herod, and Herod wanted to, he said, oh, I've been wanting to see this Jesus so he'll do a miracle. Jesus never said a word to him, never spoke to him, would not say a word. I used to have a friend, when I say a friend, I used to know a guy, and he always made fun of church and God and the Bible and always laugh at the Bible. I got to a point where I, I didn't try to talk to him much anymore about it. And I think this verse is saying, do not give what is holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls before swine. In the flow of the passage, he's saying sometimes when you go to people and you talk to them about their sin, sometimes they're going to reject you. And when that happens, you've done all you can do. Let it go. So in times, we go in love based on the Bible. So what have we seen? Judging the religious leaders? Well, Boy, the religious leaders, they judged wrong. They thought they were superior, and they didn't deal with their sin, and they, put, they were all under the same standard and didn't realize it, and then we must deal with our sin. So let me give you some applications, and we'll close. First, judging must be done biblically. If we're going to judge, and we go, first of all, we're not superior. We're not superior. We're all sinners. We've come short of the glory of God, and we don't go and say, I got my act together, and you don't. We're going as fellow Christians who are trying to grow and be like Christ. We cannot judge motives. Be really careful when you think you can judge people's motives because you cannot judge people's motives. You do not know why people do what they do. God is the one that can judge motives. You can judge actions, and you can say, that's the wrong thing to do, but you can't judge a motive. And then God is the one that judges the motives. Also, remember, deal with our own sin. If we're going to go to anyone at all, we've got to make sure that we dealt with our own sin before we go there. We don't want to have a tree, you know, a tree sticking out of our eye while we're going to help somebody with a splinter. And then the last thing is the judgment must be based on the Word of God. Just remember this. If you go to someone who is doing something wrong and you love them and you go in love, you're not the judge. The Bible is the judge. You're not saying, I'm telling you this is wrong. You can say, the Bible says this is wrong, and you go in love. So that's judging must be done biblically. The second thing is just remember, let's be wise as we present the holy things of God. Because there's sometimes we may in love, based on the Bible, confront someone, and they reject us, 
in the Word of God. And sometimes you've done all you can do. And you just say, I'm not, I'm not giving him any more. Uh, you, you may have dealt with people who made fun of the Bible, who made fun of you, who made fun of Christians, who made fun of your message. And when you sell people, it's just faith alone in Christ and you can have eternal life and they laugh at you and make fun of you. There comes a time probably where you've done all you can do.